Hello, and welcome back to Rainy Readings, where rain is just confetti from the sky. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be reading some stories from r slash entitled people, where people think the rules don't apply to them and they should get what they want. Our first story, Worm Dissection Day. This story is about what happens when you have idiots, aka entitled people, dissect dead frogs, worms, owl pellets, and possibly shark. I was away during shark dissecting day for church related reasons. Again, this is during my high school years, about 16 or so years ago. If, it, if anything sounds off, it's due to what I can recall and some parts may be left out from the actual incident. I'll make each incident its own post by pointing out the highlights or just what they say caught me in my partner's ears at the time. Cast, me, myself, uh, Anna, my best friend, Harley, cheerleader captain, Quinn, Harley's cheerleader friend, Mr. Ray, the science teacher, Dummy, class bully, and Dumby, class bully's friend. We were told about a week in advance about having to dissect worms and learned about their anatomy before the day arrived. Yes, we also did a review the day before and were told not to just poke around with a sharp scalping knife. Then came the day of dissecting and Anna, my partner and good friend, has a fear of blood. So we made an agreement that if I get the worm this time, she'll have to get the frog but I'll handle most of the cutting while she gives me instructions on where to cut so she doesn't pass out from the sight of blood, like a good friend would. I used the tongs and brought over the worm and sat down at our table, where Anna was sitting with our medical cutting utensils and our instruction paper. I'll admit, we don't know which side was the head or the bottom, and just eventually started cutting. While I did this, we could hear Harley, Quinn, Dummy, and Dumby goofing around on the other side of the classroom. Harley. Ew, it stinks! Quinn. Yeah, I didn't think worms would smell this bad. She was making gagging sounds. Dummy was waving their worm and saying, Oh look, a dead worm! And it must have slipped out of the tongue go flying and must have landed on Harley because she started screaming and acting like she was on fire which Mr. Ray told them sternly to stop goofing around and start dissecting their worm they eventually did and shut for a bit then we heard a sweetly Mr. Ray could you come and help us with the cutting Mr. Ray sighs but goes over to see whatever they needed help with because he's a teacher and he, immediately Harley just starts asking if he can help them cut through the skin because she and Quinn were having a difficulty making a small cut through the skin. By this time I had finished pinning the skin and Anna was going to move closer to start identifying the organs. Anna realized that there wasn't blood and just chemicals so she wasn't too scared. We could see out of the corner of our eyes, Harley and Quinn were acting like they didn't have the strength to slice through the skin of a worm. 
If anyone who has dissected a worm knows it's not too hard to get through. But we just ignored them and focused on pointing out the organs before calling Mr. Ray over to quiz us before he could finish. Then, Dummy sneaks by and yelled so loudly it startled us. We jumped and he laughed, saying loudly, Haha, you're so jumpy. Be careful not to cut yourselves. He had overheard me telling Anna that I had a fear of sharp things, especially knives. But I luckily wasn't holding anything sharp and was using a pointer to point out which organ. Mr. Ray must have gotten annoyed of helping cut the worm for Harley and told them, If I do most of the cutting, then it's going to get docked from your grade. Before walking away and started quizzing our other classmates who were waiting patiently to be finished. Then it was our turn. Harley interrupted Mr. Ray by calling him over to help them again. He walked halfway to them and just said, You haven't done anything since I walked away. Get going or both will be staying after class until you finish. Before coming back to me and Anna's table, we got a few organs wrong, but still got the other organs just fine and finished. We just walked back to our desk after getting rid of the worm, and I just started reading my book while Anna did her homework. Then we hear, Ah! The juice squirt into my mouth! Dummy and Dumpy also poked at one of the organs and was sprayed too. They jumped back so hard and nearly fell out of their chairs. Too long, didn't read, Entitled classmates goofs around and doesn't want to dissect worms, then gets bodily fluids squirt into them and they shout dramatically about it. Let's see. Uh, top comment here says, So many kids are like this. Sorry you were startled by his yelling, but you and your friends are probably in a much better place in life now, since you took your schoolwork seriously. Class counts usually end up where they are expected to quit often. Any idea what happens to those in your school? And how are you and your friends doing now? OP continues in the comments. The class count I'm not sure of, since I didn't care much about what happened to them after high school. Anna, I know, is married with two kids now, and before she was married, was working a re retail job. Dummy came to the store and gave her a mischievous smirk like he was going to mess with her. Luckily, her coworker ended up assisting him instead, and she told me about it. To which I told her, if he comes back, send him my way. I'll give him a piece of my mind. As for me, I'm just going with what life throws at me, because I'm not ready to settle down yet and want to do as much as I can before starting a family. During school, I was always more focused on school because it distracted me from the things that were happening at home, and Anna was one of the fellow friends who knew these and was always happy to talk to me about it. Alright, our next story is just titled, Entitled Parents. I have two incidents with an entitled, irresponsible parent in the last couple weeks, one currently happening right now. I'm a single mom to a nine-year-old kid and I would never pawn them off on somebody else, especially a dang stranger. First incident. For context, I rent out part of my house to a couple who have a kid, close to my kid's age. They go to the same school, 
My tenants and I are not friends at all. We used to do the occasional neighborly wave, and that was about it. One day, out of the blue, my tenant's kid knocked on my door, upper level of the house, and asks if I can take him to school. I was heading there anyway, so I agreed to. Big mistake. The next day, he comes over and asks again. This time, my kid was over at my ex's house, since he picked up our kid the night before. It was my free morning. I apologized to the kid and said sorry. I am not going to the school. Don't even have my kid with me. I knew beforehand that the mother of this kid was a stay-at-home mom. I could hear her every morning chit-chatting on her phone. I work from home and do my best work around my schedule to be there for my kid. I have never put it on someone else to take my kid to school or pick him up. If anything comes up, I'll reach out to my family or friends for help. Never a total stranger. Since that incident, my tenants started avoiding me and stopped any sort of cordiality with me. Thank goodness for that. This week, a, my kid's classmate, not even a friend of my kid, started following us home after school. He was making small talk. I thought it, he was just being friendly. I didn't think anything of it. When we were about to head to our house, the kid asked if he could stay with us until his mom picks him up because she is running late. We were in the midst of a snowstorm and temperature was freezing, so I let him in. I figured it was a one-time thing. The mom came over one and a half hours later to pick up her kid. When she got there, she called the kid and had him walk outside to the car where she stayed. This happened yesterday and today. I am so fed up. I am currently waiting for his mom to show up today so I can go outside and tell her to piss off. Again, I am a single mom and am not willing to be someone else's kid's babysitter. She does not know me. I do not know her kid. What makes her think it's okay to send her kids to random people's homes? I hate entitled parents like that. Top comment here. Wow. In case it happens again and it's nasty weather, find out what the police think about such a mother and how to report this neglect. Most police stations have a non-emergency number, so you can call to ask such questions. This neighbor is using you, assuming your empathy will get past your defenses. I'm wondering what else she's doing to that poor kid with this level of neglect and lack of decent care. OP says, apparently his mom is out delivering food for her own business. The nerve. I will have her pick up her kid and tell her she needs to figure this out or I will contact the police and CPS. If I see this kid following other kids after school after today. I had seen him before, but this was the first time he approached us. I guess other parents just have their kids hide from this kid to stop this. Really sad, honestly. Friend thinks she's entitled to know everything about my life. Kicks me out over new boyfriend. This happened about a year ago. I moved in with a good friend, Elle. As she had a room to spare and I couldn't afford my own place at the time. 
It's in the past now, but I feel like I need to share some stories. Because every time I look back, I just think, what the heck? While living there, I had a new boyfriend. Elle knew I had broken up with my ex months before that, so she seemed curious to know about the new man I met, but didn't know I had been dating him. She hated my ex while I was with him for no other reason than that he wasn't the most handsome and a few years older than me, so I didn't tell her much about my new boyfriend. Elle and me went out shopping one day, and I wanted to buy a pair of sunglasses for said new boyfriend. I asked for her opinion as I wasn't sure which ones looked better. She goes on a rant to tell me that she can't help me if she doesn't know what he looks like and stomps out of the store. Mind you, that she's never asked to see any picture of him whatsoever. Fast forward three months later, boyfriend sends me flowers in the mail as we hadn't seen each other in a while. Elle didn't ask about the flowers, but seemed very angry that I had gotten them. I still hadn't told her that I had been seeing someone at the time. She goes on to stalk my Instagram followers, finds my boyfriend, and sees that he had posted a picture of the two of us. Elle gets mad at me for not telling her that I have been seeing him, yells at me, and demands I tell her why I didn't tell her about him or pack my things and leave. Yeah, I left a few hours later. This doesn't relate to the title, but another time I overheard her conversation with her mom on the phone. This was around her birthday. Her older brother had gifted her concert tickets and offered her to stay in his flat for a weekend as she went to living in the big city. Elle ranted to her mom about this not being a proper or appropriate birthday present. Her mom agrees. I have never met anyone as spoiled or as entitled as her. It blows my mind, really. Excuse my English, not my first language. Honestly, OP, if you ever hear this, your English was good. I just maybe run on sentence or two. It was good. Good post. Top comment, are you sure your friend doesn't want to be more than a friend? OP responds, I had thought that for a second, but she didn't really act like she wanted to be more than friends, so no. Our last story here is a three-parter, so get ready. Entitled sister-in-law wants custody of my baby. Background, me, 36 female, sister-in-law, 40 female. I've been married to her brother for over 10 years, and there's always been some jealousy and resentment from her. She's always felt like I had the life she wanted, not necessarily with her brother, but the marriage, family, job, stability. I have three kids, a 10 female, 8 male, and 3 months female. She got married last year, and they decided to start trying for a baby, but she was unfortunately told that she can't have children naturally. She was understandably devastated, and the family comforted her as best as we could. We recently had a family dinner, and in the middle of it, she says, OP, I think it's really unfair that you have three kids, and I can't have any. Your baby is my last chance to raise a child. I think you should give her to me 
during the week so I can create a motherly bond with her and you can have her on the weekends. Before I could respond, the entire table erupted with everyone talking at once. So I took my older kids upstairs. When I got back to the dining room, her husband was asking what the heck is wrong with her? And why would she even think to ask that? She was trying to justify herself when I asked them to leave. I said that she is no longer welcome at my house or around my children until she gets help. She started screaming that I don't deserve my life or my children and that I stole her baby from her. Her husband and mother-in-law kept apologizing and dragged her out of the house, still crying and screaming. Now my kids want to know why their aunt wants to take the baby. Edit. I've been reading the comments, but it's too many to reply, so here are a few points. 1. We have a security system and cameras already installed. No one besides us has keys to our house. 2. I will not get a restraining order as this one incident isn't enough to justify it. 3. My husband and I spoke to the older kids about the same night and we'll be having another talk with them to reinforce that sister-in-law is not a safe person anymore. 4. Our country does not have the right to bear arms, and I also have no interest in getting a gun. And 5. I'll be informing the school and daycare of the issue and giving them her photo. For those questioning the validity of the post, I completely understand. If I had heard about this last week, I wouldn't believe it either. But it's unfortunately the situation I am currently dealing with. Before I give any comments, let's go over that update. So, my sister-in-law has been admitted to a psychiatric facility. In the comments of my previous post, I mentioned that her husband was seeking out counseling for them to deal with the infertility prior to this incident. After the week, he sought out a psychiatrist rather than a counselor so, and they had their first session last week. I didn't get the specifics of what happened, but basically, she made some statements that the psychiatrist felt indicated that she was a danger to others and she was placed under an involuntary hold. My brother-in-law has been nothing but apologetic through the entire ordeal and he kept her away from us since the incident. Mother-in-law was staying with them to keep an eye on sister-in-law. She tried to leave the house in the middle of the night to see her baby. Brother-in-law found her researching how to induce lactation and she said it was to make sure she could feed the baby properly when I come to my senses and give her up. From what brother-in-law said, Seeing me feed my baby is apparently what triggered the entire episode. It was the first time sister-in-law was around the baby for any length of time, and she was holding her when she got fussy because she was hungry. Naturally, I took her to feed her, and this made sister-in-law feel inadequate because it triggered the thought that she would never be able to do that, which led to the events of the last post. I appreciate all the advice that was offered in my last post, some of it was really helpful. We won't be moving as it is not feasible for us at the moment, but we have taken extra steps with security both at home and at the kids' school and daycare. This whole thing is taking a toll on my family, 
but mother-in-law, father-in-law, and brother-in-law are taking care of sister-in-law. And my husband and I are focused on ensuring the safety of our immediate family and minimizing the effect on the kids as much as we can. Top comment here says, I'm glad your family took the initiative and got the help and treatment your sister-in-law needs. And it's a good thing the entire family was keeping an eye on her. Otherwise, this would have been a different update. Unfortunately, it's going to be a while before sister-in-law is well enough to go out into society. Continue to keep your family safe. I'm sorry this happened to you and your children. Don't you worry. There is one more update. Update 2. I've had a few messages asking how things are going, so I decided to update. I have not seen sister-in-law since the incident happened, and I also blocked her on my socials. My in-laws have been amazing through this entire situation and are not sharing any information about our family with her. Unfortunately, she still remains fixated on my baby. She tried to find out where the daycare is and even threatened to hurt herself if my in-laws didn't tell her. This led to another stint in the psych ward. She wrote a letter begging me to be fair and let her see her baby. I didn't actually receive the letter though. My mother-in-law read it and just gave us a gist of its contents. Sister-in-law's husband is working with her psychiatrist to see how best she can be helped, but he has said he doesn't know how long he could deal with this, but he's giving it six months. It's a very sad situation for her, and I hope she would be able to deal with whatever is happening. At this point, we're completely no contact with her. We explained to our older kids that their aunt isn't well, and she won't be around anymore. We still see mother-in-law and father-in-law regularly, so I'm grateful we didn't have to cut them off. We spent the holidays with my family, and it was all nice and very uneventful. We are still on alert in case she escalates, but the hospital where she's warded isn't near us, and they don't live near us either. So we've accepted our new reality and are operating accordingly. Top comment. Unfortunately, this is one of those scenarios where there needs to be a permanent restraining order and a permanent cease and desist. It's clear sister-in-law will never accept her, obviously sad, circumstances and will never stop being fixated on your youngest, even as she gets older. I hate to say it, but sister-in-law might have to stay in the psychiatric ward permanently. I'm so sorry about your family's situation. On COP, if you ever hear this, it is very, very sad that this is happening to you. You're... Obviously, you don't deserve this. Your kids don't deserve having to be scared of seeing their aunt. And your sister-in-law needs to... She needs some help. Hopefully, the psychiatric ward can give her the help that she needs. Well, those are the stories for this week. Uh, please share this with your friends. 
I have been Spaceman the Ghost, and I was your host. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>